Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, today, well, this week, uh, I've had the privilege of um, uh, hosting a online healing uh, scripture teaching. Uh, there's a, a Facebook page for the River School of Healing, and many of you know that I've um, kind of headed that up the last number of months, but we've gone online not to do a healing school online, but really just to teach and give a basis for uh, healing from the Bible's perspective and, and things where people miss it. You know, um, whenever you see a scripture that's so final, that's so definitive, like First Peter 2.24, that says, His own self bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. It's echoed in Isaiah 53, Matthew 8, 17. Um, and so what you see is that there's a, there's a statement. By his stripes, you were healed. And you can look at that, and any English teacher will tell you, that's past tense, you were healed. That's like saying, in July of 1986, Ryan was born. That's past tense. And so you see something so definitive. But what happens then is, the next question is, well, if I am healed, or if Christians are healed, if Jesus paid for it, why aren't more Christians actually healed? And so there's a question mark that comes. And so uh, uh, really with anything in the Bible, you read and there's curiosity that pokes its head up. That's why I think the biggest mistake you can do when you read the word is just to read it like it's I'm reading because I'm supposed to read. You read it to do it. There's a scripture in Joshua 1 that says um, that you may observe to do everything that's written in it. And it's talking about the word, observe to do. So when you approach the Bible, you don't just approach it like, I got to do my 15 minutes of reading. It's really one of the worst things you can do if you're going to read the Bible. I mean, it's better than not reading the Bible. But when you approach the Bible, approach it like, I'm looking for specific instruction from God. God says, how did you get born again? Well, he said, believe and repent. And so you were looking for this instruction. All right, what do I have to do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Um, uh, that's the natural response to where do we go from here? It's like when I would sell alarm systems, I would explain the problem. If someone had an older alarm, hey, explain the issue with the alarm. This is where the vulnerability is. And many times before I could get there, they'd be like, okay, cool. Well, well, what do you guys do to fix it? How much does this cost? What do I have to do? Where do I sign, right? The natural thing is if I see something that I need, as a lost soul, you see the need for a savior. And so you ask, what do I do? And so when you see a statement like that, what it should do is perk up your curiosity and say, hey, the Bible says I'm healed. How come I'm struggling with this pain? How come there's this? So you don't just say, well, that means the Bible's not true. You say, well, it must be the problems with me. That's a good stance to take. I mean, you don't beat yourself up. But if you see something in the word that you don't have, that's not the problem's not God. You're not waiting on God to do it. He did this 2000 years ago. We have to look at Calvary through the lens of the last three words of Jesus. It is finished. We're looking to something that's finished. The only thing that we're waiting on is the rapture of the church. And so for us, it then becomes, well, how do I? So the healing, online healing teaching, I'm not here to just make a, I'm not here to make a plug for that. You can find it on Facebook if you want to. But I said all that to say, today I was talking about meditating in the word and, um, Many times this is how it happens. I'll be preaching and then the Lord will show me something as I'm preaching and then I preach on it. So the first I've thought about it is actually as I'm preaching it. It doesn't happen all the time, but there's, there'll be an example that'll come out. And so many times I meet people, especially during hearing healing school, who say something like, 
I say, cool, why'd you come to healing school? And they say, well, I'm a schizophrenic or I'm, I'm a highly anxious person or um, I've got social issues or mentally unstable, right? And they have this, they have this identity that the devil has given them that they've come to say, I, I need God to heal me because this is my problem. You know, what the Bible does is it changes your identity. You have to decide that, yes, you went from non-Christian to Christian. Yes, you went from lost to found. But it actually, the Bible now defines you. So if you're willing to simply approach the Bible and say, I'm not who I used to be. I was born Ryan David Yusta. According to John chapter 1, it says, I was when I get born again, he says, to many has received him, to them he gave power. This is chapter, uh, verse, chapter 1, John chapter 1, verse 12, 13, around that area. He says, to many has received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood. So there isn't who you are isn't dependent on your bloodline, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so what is he saying? He's saying our nature, our whole makeup, when you get born again, changes. You don't look to your your upbringing to define yourself. You don't look to your background. The Bible says we know no man after the flesh. You don't look, if I was to define myself, if, if I asked you, who are you? The majority of people would de- start describing themselves. If you, if you, someone, if it's like you, <laughs> it's like if you're meeting someone on the phone, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm six feet tall, 175 pounds. Um, I like to run and I do podcasts, right? Whatever you, you, you'd come up with something. I'm from South Africa originally. And you know, this is what I do. And you, that's how you define yourself. But the Bible defines us as Christians. So it's not what matters where we're from. You know, that's a, a conversation starter, but who I actually am, I don't take from the fact that I'm South African. I take from the fact that I'm born of God. And so my expectation then becomes, this isn't I'm South African, therefore. It isn't, hey, my father dealt with this, therefore. It's that I'm of my father God. I'm born of the word. But what the devil tries to do is he tries to wrap your identity in a sin or in a shortcoming or in a sickness. Oh, I'm a diabetic. Oh, I'm a cancer patient. Oh, I'm, I'm allergic. Oh, I'm addicted. Oh, I'm... And he, he gets you to identify and place a claim to something that was never meant for you. And so today when I was doing the, um, uh, the, the healing teaching online, I said something. I said, you know, for many people, they, they, they end up in a place where they'll say something like, well, you know, I've got a social disability. Uh, I'm, I'm socially awkward, but I've, uh, it's, you know, it's a, I'm mentally unstable. But what happened? There was, a, there was a time where the devil sent someone to say, you're really awkward and started off with a lie. Or how about this one? You're not pretty. Or how about this one? You're not man enough. Or how about this one? You're, you're, uh, you're, you've gone too far. You're dirty. You're used goods, right? And he attaches an identity to you because of a sin, because of an action. You're a fornicator. You're an adulterer. You, uh, you've got a problem with lust. You're, or this is, how about this one? He sends a thought of some, he, he sends a thought, a negative thought about you, your personality, whatever. No one likes you. How about that one? But then what happens? People meditate on that. And you don't, as you, especially as young people, you don't know any better. The devil says, oh, you're awkward. Look, he gets friends to treat you a certain way. And then, he, oh, look, you're awkward. No one likes you. And then you replay that. What is that? That's meditating. So everyone's meditating on something. So some people meditate on the word and the realities of the word, and other people meditate on what their friends have told them. Oh, you're socially awkward. You're a weirdo. You're creepy. You know, you've got a weird voice. You know, you're ugly. And they meditate until it becomes 
what they believe. This is it. I'm going to give you a formula that'll help you for the rest of your life. What you what you think about, what you see and what you hear is what you'll think about. What you think about is what will settle down from your head into your heart. And what you believe, where is what you believe? And what you believe is what you'll act on. And ultimately what you act on is what you'll have. So all the devil needs to do is plan to lie in your head, get you to think about it, get you to rehearse it. You sit and think about, oh, that was a weird interaction. You re- replay, whether it's a guy talking to a girl. Oh, you know, I'm, you, you know, you're weird. No one likes you. Whatever the lie is, you're fat, you're ugly, whatever the lie is. And then you sit and think about it. You beat yourself up about it. And then it becomes part of your identity. And then one or two more times, something like that happens and it becomes cemented. And then what happens? And then there's this moment where it goes from, uh, yeah, you're ugly, to um, you hate yourself. And it's a lie from the devil. But what happens? You think about it. And so all of a sudden, you've got someone who's perfectly fine. And a few months later, they're having thoughts of suicide. And then, and then he attaches this label, you're suicidal. And then this, you have someone who loves the Lord, who's in a good place. And because of a couple thoughts, because of a couple lies from the devil, people then all of a sudden have an identity that's, that's bringing them close to suicide. And the devil tried to do that for me. You're just like your father. Your father committed suicide. You're going to commit suicide as well. There's something wrong with your mind. And then he'd send a crazy thought to my head out of left field and say, see, your mind is broken. He'd send a, something to make me question reality and see, your mind is broken. Your mind's cracking right now. You're going to take your own life like your father did. And he started down this lie. But this is a lesson because as Christians, we have to begin to take our identity from the Bible because the, the, the word, the, we ha- who are you going to let define you? Your parents, your teacher, the devil, your friends? How about God? Are, are you going to look at God and say, no, God, I'm not a new creature? No, even though I know I'm born again, I know I'm a Christian, but I'm not who you say I am. God is true. Every man, let every man be a liar. And so we, we, we learn to take our identity from the word. So for many people, I want to encourage you, take, go to the word and write down scriptures. Start with 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. All things are of God. Man, that one phrase, old things are passed away. All things have become new. That becomes your motto. You wake up in the morning. Good morning, Lord. Thank you that old things are passed away, all things have become new, all things are of God. You find your definition from the Bible. How about this one? 1 John 2.20 and 2.27. I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. I'm anointed by God. 2 Corinthians 4.7. I have a, this, excellent, this treasure in earthen vessels. And so you start to define yourself because the devil, if he has his way, will get you meditating on the wrong thing. And then you get the wrong result. The truth is what you think about, what you meditate on, is what gets into your heart. People who commit suicide, people who are depressed, aren't depressed overnight. It's, a, it's something that takes root, that they think about, that they believe. And, then, and, and a lot of times it's an open door that the devil has to come in, but it's what they think about. So what do you do? You learn the devil is going to come after my identity. Matthew chapter 4, you see it from Jesus, the, the temptation in the wilderness. If you be the son of God, if you be the son of God. He came after him multiple times. If first, Right after the father had said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, the Holy Spirit takes him out in the wilderness, and then the devil comes after he fasts. If you really are, he questions what God says. So I'm going to say something to you. 
that I'm going to say something to you. I'm not giving you wishful thinking. I'm giving you something that's even beyond a fact. It's a truth. That means it's eternal and it's immortal. You are a child of God. Everything you've done is in the past. Every sin you've ever sinned has been forgiven. God looks at you as holy. I want you to say this. I am righteous. Ephesians 4.24 says says so. Say, I am holy. I am pure. I've been sanctified. I'm not used goods. I am loved. John 16.27, the Father himself loves you. So no matter what anyone else says, those things are actually the truth. Everything that contradicts that is a lie. Well, you don't know my past, Ryan. You don't know what I've done. Yeah, but did you ask Jesus to forgive you? Then he separates you from it. And then no matter what you think, you're actually believing a lie. Because whether you believe it or not, you are a new creature in Christ. Whether you believe it or not, your old things are passed away. Whether you believe it or not, all things are new and all things are of God. God looks at you. There's people who look at themselves as dirty and God looks at them as pure. So I'm pleased, I'm, I'm asking you, for, for some of you listening, there's an identity that's held you that's not based in the Word of God. Open the Bible, Genesis 1, read it from cover to cover to the end, Revelation 20, whatever it is, 21, 22, whatever it is, and look and see, can I find this definition of myself in here? No. Can you find loved? Yes. Can you find forgiven? Yes. Can you find justified? Yes. Can you find boldly approaching God? Yes. So define yourself through the word, because whether you know it or not, it's who you are. You are loved. You are born of God. I love you. I bless you. You know what? I look forward to spending eternity with you, even the ones out there that I don't know. Praise the Lord. Amen. We'll see you next time.